1: This is episode 32 of Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. That's a lot of episodes. P. Jug's here, right?
0: P. Jug is here. Yes, indeed.
1: That's my wife. We're going to have our fifth year anniversary coming up. And uh, so she says to me, what do you want for your anniversary gift? And I said, well, what do you want? And she goes, I would like to have some earplugs so I don't have to listen to you talking about pooping. Okay. (laughs) And I said back to her when she said, well, what do you want for your anniversary gift? I said, I want to take a big fat.
0: Okay. Oh, shut up.
1: And so that's where we left it. And uh, we are going out to eat. So we're looking forward to that. I love you very much. You're the best. Thank you for being my superstar. And then we have uh, Hobbs. Hobbs is here. Last week, Hobbs was on assignment. Tiffany Norton was a great guest last week. We had fun with her. But you know, we wanted a guest for this week. So we're looking around, and I see a story about a new app. And it's unusual. It's different. It's, you know, in some ways inspiring. I mean, there's some good and maybe some dark in this thing. We wanted to explore a little further about the app called We Croak W E C R O A K. We Croak. You can download it on your iPhone. You can download it on droids. uh, Or you can go to the website, wecroak.com, and you'll learn about this guy named Hansa. Hansa was a guy that had an idea. Uh, He had read something, and then this uh, little passage that he read uh, made him think, how could I remind people each day that life is short, life is sweet, you know, you don't have forever. Love those that are in your life now. Make yourself as happy as you can be. The we Croak app. Make sure you download that thing. Look at the website. And Hansa, thanks for joining us.
2: Uh, thank you. That was an amazing introduction. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, did you download we Croak yet?
1: Uh, I have downloaded we Croak. And here's the thing. There's more to... The app, than just, uh, you know, your five reminders a day. There's some different stuff. I mean, the podcast, I think there's a link to that. And then where are you right now today?
2: Uh, Philadelphia.
1: How's the weather there? Is the trees still uh, bright and colorful, or are they all dropped?
2: No, it's been gorgeous this last uh, week, turning red and beautiful. This is probably our peak fall moment.
1: Yeah, here we had a dry summer, so the leaves were a little bit less colorful. But still, we've had an amazing fall, and the S word, snow, comes up a lot in Minnesota and I think it's probably the coldest state in the union. If I'm not mistaken, it's even colder than Alaska by quite a ways. Uh, But I do know that there's a lot of reasons to live here. It's clean. It's nice. It's beautiful. A lot of jobs.
0: I mean, not if you're a football fan, there's not a lot of
1: reasons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would rather live with Hansa.
1: I mean, we are all big football fans. Are you a, are you a football guy? Uh,
2: I mean, I watch it sometimes and I'm not, the biggest football buff in the world. I can't match you. Probably stat, stat,
1: I can say this. I'm in uh, three leagues and I gamble each week on FanDuel. And this year I am up $38. <laughs> That's
2: an accomplishment.
1: That is a big accomplishment.
0: That's anniversary guess, dinner money right there. 38 <laughs> <months>. <laughs> more nice. You can get yeah. an appetizer, P-Jug.
1: And, and I keep trying to say, what can I get you? I've been pushing this thing for two months. Is this appropriate or is this inappropriate when you ask a woman on their birthday or a a special event, can you ask them, could I get you, if you know they want this before you ask this question, could I get you a little Botox?
0: No. Well, I mean, that's, that's what you say is, can I get you a a gift certificate to a salon? You don't say, can I get you some Botox? That sounds like a suggestion.
1: I am trying to find that perfect gift. Hans, are you married? Are you in a relationship? Because if you are, you know it's tough.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've uh, been married 10 years. Just celebrated our 10th anniversary. So. Nice.
1: That is fantastic. How'd you meet?
2: Uh, we met through friends about 14 years ago and um, talked late into the night at this party and then have been together ever since
0: hansa what did your app say about that no that's a bad joke i won't go there <laughs> about what do you know if alec baldwin has signed up for your app and then like, oh my
2: god <laughs> <terrible> <laughs> i feel so bad for him oh i do but, but it does show the um the meaning of the we app it's just like yeah you can imagine you've got another 40 years like death pox says or whatever but you never know when Alec Baldwin might shoot you in the head by accident. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> anything can happen. It really can. And uh, this world is chaotic and um, unpredictable sometimes. And people make errors and mistakes or just nature happens. And so, you know, it's good to have a little reminder to live however you need to to feel proud of yourself today because Alec Baldwin happens.
1: And I love the question that. Uh... Uh, Hobbs asked a little bit ago, "Can you see who signs up? Like, if it was Alec Baldwin, could you? Do you have any <laughs> celebrities that are signed up for this yet?"
2: So we do have celebrities that uh, I know have been on it and using it. Uh, we can't tell when they're on it; they've just spoken up via Twitter or something like that, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, actually, every single time you get uh, a reminder, it's a unique time to you and your device, and a unique quote pulled from a database that we selected of over 1,000 now. Um, so it sort of has a magic eight-ball feeling where it's all random, but maybe that quote being particular to you in the moment might speak to just whatever um, mood you're in. Uh, so right now, for example, just you know about an hour ago, I got a WeCroak reminder. And at opening the app, this is the quote on it. Uh, most of our work and resource is squandered. Our onward march is marked by devastation. Everywhere there is an appalling loss of time, effort, and life. A cheerless view, but true. And that is uh, Nikola Tesla, uh, the namesake of the famous Tesla cars. And, of course, uh, very important in the uh, uh, history of computing and electronics and all sorts of cool scientific stuff.
1: Man, Tesla is killing it. Uh, As a matter (laughs) of fact... Elon, Elon, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah, not the band so
0: much. The band hasn't had a hit in a while, but the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Do you but, remember the band Tesla? I remember that they used to tour and they'd go to these little casinos outside of town here, and our uh, chief meteorologist at the TV station, the radio stations that we worked at, he would go to these Tesla shows, right? and they were the what year were they popular like 80s, something like that
0: yeah the, the, late 80s early 90s mechanical yeah. residence was their biggest album i know yeah. a little bit about tesla yeah
1: wow that's crazy do you have uh anything that on the week croak app if you get a you know a reminder could some of those be lyrics from you know
2: oh a, yeah we have um poets philosophers singers drag queens activists, politicians, uh, reporters, anyone who publicly said something that we thought was wise about um, impermanence or death. Because after all, we all have to die. So why only choose the sort of important stuffy people? You know, we've got... At one time, Paris Hilton talked about death, so we put that quote in there because, you know, it's interesting. You know, we all have to die. The the celebrities, the scientists, everyone.
1: Do you know that uh, you know being a big foo fighters fan uh, you should look at some of their lyrics because uh, <laughs> there's You know I'm uh, always
2: looking for more quotes. There's a place on the website if someone <laughs> finds one that they can go in there and it's really helpful because I'm always always looking for more that I like.
1: Music has gotten me through the toughest times of my life. There's no doubt about it.
2: Quotes, music, I love that stuff and that was a big inspiration for for the app. And it's really it's it's both. It helps you not sweat the small stuff when you stop and take a deep breath and think about death, like, does it really matter that someone cut you off on the way home from work, you know, on the road or something like that? Like, no, it's easy to let go of those things. But it also starts to create like urgency and be like, holy this is a big deal. Uh, So it's both, you know, it helps you not sweat the small stuff, but sweat the big stuff. Like, what are you really doing with your life and is it what you wanted?
1: What did you do before this?
2: uh for work i have a marketing and consulting company that mostly does communications work and food so it gives me a lot of freedom and i've also you know done projects and done work for startups and tech and food so that's kind of how i've made my career for about 2013.
1: you know i've been waiting to get an app that would take off so that i would never have to do anything ever again and so i try to come up with app ideas the one that i had the most success getting nearly out uh, was uh, an app that i came up with the idea for it's called the escape app and it was after we had like 15 school shootings in 15 days one of those kind of deals and so what i thought was let's come up with an app that uh, you know when you walk into a building your your phone then picks up all of the escape routes that you could actually use in case of a, a live shooter and i'm thinking awesome so if you know where the nearest out is you can hopefully leave the area that's in danger but the thing about it was we've got the lawyers involved here we go with the lawyers the lawyers say well what happens if the nearest exit takes them into fire right so they wouldn't have necessarily run the, out of that exit if your app wouldn't have said that and that's where the shooter was shooting people so when you start an app and you come up with the idea and you find the guy that can write the code how long does it take to get one off the ground
2: oh well it really depends what you want your app to do our app which sends five reminders a day and has a quote database didn't take that long but your app that has like the architectural um plans for every building in america would probably Take longer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the schools. Just, school. just I don't know how you. I don't know if this stuff is digitized and there's some public database of all the buildings in the country you could download. But I'm just thinking of the server space that would take. Think about how many buildings are in, you know, Minneapolis alone, let alone national. That's that's oh, a yeah. big project. I would want the app if there was a shooter in the building I was in. Don't get me wrong
1: the week croak app you can have different levels of membership explain how that works
2: yeah so right now it's uh free to download on iphone um and then you can join leap which is a monthly membership uh in order to get uh the largest database of quotes um a weekly challenge which is basically there's all these death meditations that if you're nerdy about meditation and death you can encounter so i put a lot of them in there Um, like how to do a walking meditation with death or, um, you know, uh, do different conversations with family members that are important, different, you know, just fun things that are are challenges you can do related to death. Visit a graveyard and look up the person and find a story about their life, like a uh, um, little biography in an old newspaper or something like that. Um, And then there's also a review where you can add in all the things, your guiding statements that you wanna say that you did that day, whether it's like spent some quality time with your family, uh, ate well, exercised, um, worked toward world peace, whatever you care about, and then you can toggle it, yes, if at the end of the day you did it, leave it blank if you didn't. So that idea of just staying more uh, accountable to yourself about what your real values are. Because you know, in this world, Everyone's always trying to tell you what to do and what you should want or or do. And it's, you know, it's nice to have a daily check in with yourself about what you want for, from your life.
1: PJ kind of felt like she was going to die just last night. Here's why. She wow. had the Johnson and Johnson vaccine about what? How many months ago? Five, six it months ago? Early March. Early March. Well, then now she's you know able to get a booster. The Johnson and Johnson was the one shotter. Of course, uh, you know, Moderna and Pfizer, the two, the two poke. Last night, uh, she gets her second dose, but they gave her Moderna. So it's the mix and match thing that Dr. Fauci says is okay. And and she felt awful. I mean, you, you were horrible last night. You know, I haven't seen you that. I thought, you know, she's had a couple of close calls with deaths. She choked on a magnesium tablet one time. Do you remember that? We just talked about that, I think, in the last podcast. Yeah,
0: that was five years ago. Yeah, I haven't been sick in five years, until today. But that was after the vaccine.
2: Yeah. yeah, I actually got my booster shot this afternoon. So I am right in it with you. OK. <laughs> I'm no. OK. Like, I'm having fun in the conversation. But, but yeah, I mean, there's actually these uh, meditations from you know the Buddhist tradition that I've done that are like, you just sit there. And like for as long as you can, you keep bringing your mind back to all the different ways that your body is vulnerable to death. And let me tell you, after you've done that once or twice, you get vaccinated. <laughs> you yeah. don't think twice. You're just like, yes, <laughs> I am very vulnerable. Stick that in my arm. Give me some protection.
1: Did you get Moderna, Johnson Johnson, or Pfizer? Uh,
2: I did the mix and match, too. Um, I originally got Pfizer, and then my local pharmacist just uh, gave me Moderna because he says it. Okay. Um, the mix and match is the best way to go. So I
0: yeah, That's why Yeah, I was told that as well. Oh, I hope you feel good overnight. I hope I hope you won't need your app tomorrow. Well,
2: like. <laughs> so that's the whole idea is that um, keep using the app and not finish using the app tomorrow. You
0: know? Right. I like this right away. J.K. Rowling. You are the true master of death because the true master does not seek to run away from death. He accepts that he must die and understands that there are far, far worse things in the living world than dying. This is interesting. This is all the rage. Andy Cohen, I don't know if you know this. He just came out. He just published uh, like a 365 quote thing but it's all like women that have been influential in his life or women that he oh. has, has really liked. So like some of the Real Housewives.
2: Is it a calendar? Like one of those things you can rip off and there's a new quote for every day? You said 365. Yeah, so. I
0: think it's a book. I don't think okay. it's a pair away, but yeah, it just he was just on The View promoting it. So you might be able to lit some quotes and he's done a little of the research there, so. Yeah,
2: yeah. I haven't put a Real Housewife in the Weekbook app yet, but yes. if someone <laughs> sends me a good one about death or impermanence, maybe I will.
0: There, I've got, I got one for you. I'm going to f- kill you, bitch. <laughs> and, <laughs> you <laughs> and you can just basically credit that to any real all of life. them,
2: all, all the real <laughs> housewives.
1: So, what do you think is next? Do you have a belief? Uh, I'll give you a couple of different ones when you're done. I think we should go around the room and say what we think is next. Uh, Hansa, you can start, and then we'll move through it.
2: So agnostic on this issue, I have no idea. Um, it's either nothing or everything.
1: A or B, all or nothing. Hobbes? Yeah.
2: Well, I tend
0: to ascribe to reincarnation and Buddhism in that regard. And so I feel like life is a school. We're here to learn. And when we've learned what we're supposed to learn or this has been fulfilled, we reconnect with the universe and are replanted somewhere else. Or, But they, they, they say that You will always come back through reincarnation unless you achieve enlightenment. And then if you achieve enlightenment, you won't be reincarnated again. Um, My goal is just to not get reincarnated down, like something less desirable. But I've had a lot of deja vu moments in my life where I've been like, I have been here before and I haven't been here before. Like, this is weird. Uh So,
1: So if you got to choose what you could come back as, what would that be?
0: I want to come back as Michelle Obama can I just say that? <laughs> that, be that beautiful and smart and classy and like always knows the right thing and does the right thing and looks amazing. And yeah, I would, that would be, be a dope, smart lawyer. That'd be really cool.
1: That would be cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. P jug your turn. What's next?
0: Well, I don't know if there's a heaven or not. I've questioned it and so has Moon. I don't know i'm sort of agnostic as well but i wish i did know i don't
1: think she wants to go there because she knows that's where i'm going and she needs a break (laughs) (laughs) right uh for me Um, i'll talk about my thoughts on death because you know for me this has come up over the whole course of my lifetime i'll try to keep it brief but i'm not very good at that when you're raised in nebraska on a farm Whenever there's a death in a family member of any of your neighbors, you stop what you're doing with your own farm and then you go to their farm, you take care of their animals, you do their crops, uh, you cook their meals, you take care of them, and that's a part of the grieving process. So everybody, uh, communally, I guess, if that's the way you want to call it, everybody would you know help each other get through that death. And uh, then you would all, of course, on the day of the funeral, everybody would attend so uh, by age five i had probably been to 50 funerals literally 50 funerals and so everything that i related around death was crying anger uh you know sadness i mean every negative emotion that death could bring to a human would be featured at all of these funerals. And I'm a little boy soaking this all in. And I'm thinking, well, that's what death is. It's not good. It's sad. There's a cold person in a box nobody wants to touch. And if they do touch, everybody looks at them. I mean, and nobody's having a really good time at a funeral uh, until mine will happen, which we'll discuss here in a moment. What I had been exposed to about death had driven a big fear in me till I had an abnormal fear of death that really freaked me out like bad every day. I thought about it compulsively. Uh, I had to go to a, a therapist. The therapist was the one that helped me figure out it was my exposure at a young age to all those funerals. That's how I interpreted it at age five. Do I hope there's a heaven? Absolutely. Uh, there's a movie that Hobbs and I both love and P. Jug, we should watch it again. It's called Defending Your Life. Mm. It's got Albert Brooks in it. He's funny as hell. I think Meryl Streep's Meryl in it. Yeah, Also, Shirley
0: MacLaine makes a cameo in it in the past life regression pavilion where you get to see what you were in a past life, which is a riot.
1: Yeah, and what's really cool about this movie about death and dying is that you go from the moment you die, you're basically picked up by these friendly people that take you up And uh, they introduce you to a place where you, with several uh, judges, if you will, will review highlights in your life where you could have made a decision that would have taken your life one way or the other. One may have made you a much better person. One may have sent you to prison or whatever. So you, you had to have your life reviewed. And I think that would be a great way to get into heaven, right? To actually have, when you get to the pearly gates, St. Peter's there. And he says, well, hey, Moon, what happened on March 17th in 1991? Did you have a handgun and a nose full of blow? (laughs) (laughs) What was that about? (laughs) I mean, and and I made that up because that was 92.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pulled right from like Egyptian afterlife stories, actually.
1: We are kind of on the same page that we're going to get cremated. Right. And we've been talking the last few weeks about getting the cremation Cremation society of Minnesota to actually do. uh, I I will do commercials for them during this podcast in a (laughs) trade for mention kind of a thing where they don't have to pay for the commercials on the podcast. But eventually then they will put us in an urn. They'll take care of all the crematorium costs and we can have a party Uh, at my funeral. I am going to voice my own funeral. So when you go to the celebration of life, it won't be a funeral. You're going to walk in. There's going to be big ass video and speakers. And I'm going to open the ceremony with what a, right. And then it's going to go downhill from there. We're going to have edibles for everybody. This is going to be a good day, right? I want my my last day. Uh, I want it to be big. I want it to be monumental. I tried to get uh, U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play. They have party rooms that hold like 250 to 500 people. And I put in my will that I want to have this party. And P-Jug then stops me while I'm doing this with the lawyer. And she said, wait a minute. You are so grandiose and filled with your own ego. How would you think that you're going to have enough people to rent one of those ginormous uh, party rooms, do you actually think that many people will show up for your celebration of life? If
0: there's free yeah. edibles, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I can pack that thing, Moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, is uh, is Philadelphia, is that a medicinal marijuana state?
2: Yes, there is a um, place you can go in with your your medical card right around the corner.
1: What it, What did it take to get a medical card there?
2: You know, I don't really love marijuana. It makes me paranoid, so I don't have one.
1: Yeah. Uh, a lot
2: of my friends do, but they, you'd have to ask them to tell them uh, tell you like how hard it is here. But it doesn't seem that hard. A lot of people have one.
1: Here uh, you know, we had the most restrictive program in the United States, and they wanted me to be a part of building the program. So when the state of Minnesota had this uh, you know brought to their attention, there's a lot of people that could benefit from you know cannabis uh, but here's the conditions they're going to have here's how they're going to buy it here's where the dispensaries can be how many will there be uh, to get a, a dispensary here in the state there's only two companies and you had to apply with a one hundred thousand dollar non non-refundable application so if you were a business person they weren't going to just have you know anybody coming in and you know they wanted some some real commitment and a hundred grand from a business is enough to get your attention. And I think they had 12 applicants. They moved it to the two companies that we currently have. Um, They don't have edibles. They don't have brownies. They don't have liquids or pie crusts or all that other stuff Mm -hmm. that, you know, cannabis can be included in and pretty much anything. But here I'm a medical patient, you know, as of March of next year, we're going to be able to actually buy the plant. We haven't been able to do that up to this point. It's all oils and, you know, vapes and liquids and all that other stuff. It has been very helpful. And P. Jug, don't you agree that when I have, uh, you know, maybe dipped into the medical cannabis uh, because I have multiple sclerosis, uh, that it makes me have a better day?
0: Yes. Yeah, for sure.
1: She'll even ask me, she'll say, have you taken any weed today? (laughs) And I'll be saying, no, I haven't, you know, and I don't use it every day. I use it, you know. Usually just before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> as far as things
2: that are damaging to yourself or society, it's probably better to go with cannabis than alcohol any day of the week. Just from like things that can go wrong.
1: I've always said, have you ever seen a stoner road rage? No. No. I wanted to ask you too, Hansa. You're a Dungeon and Dragons guy.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a, uh, a game where you create a character, like some kind of like elf wizard or you know uh, gnome rogue that stabs people on the back and there's you get to act and play with your friends but you also you know there's rules like you roll dice in order to determine what happens in the game and it saved my life during the pandemic I, I had some I, uh, I moved kind of far away from where a bunch of my friends were uh, but a bunch of them were playing d d and we went from playing like once a month to playing three times a week when we could see no one for months and months, and it was, I couldn't, like, just go on Zoom, and, like, hang out, and chat with people for hours, and feel like I'd had good social time, but because of how it creates a story, and it's, like, a movie or a book, it just kind of takes you away into another place, like, four or five hours would go by, and I would have a great time, and feel like I hung out with people, um, and it was fantastic, so I'd say I was, like, kind of into d d and then, 2020 happened. And now I'm like, this is the game. <laughs>
0: it's so much fun. I love that you're into that. Some friends of mine, well, and they're celebrating in town. Um, Acme is a comedy company or comedy club that has been around for 30 years here. And some friends of mine all play D and D one of the guys works there. And during the pandemic they were closed, but they were open for the employees to go in and whatever. So they were keeping their weekly D and D game going and they're playing and the lights are off in the club. Some woman was so worried in the building that they had broken in, that um, they were greeted by police officers, Minneapolis police officers, guns drawn, to oh break up God. the d game. And they're <laughs> just trying to, and the cops are not buying it. They're like, no, seriously, we're just playing d and We're Talk- allowed to be here. And they're like, that sounds fishy.
2: Talk about role for initiative. Right. <laughs> right. so funny. in D, when you know the the local guard comes in with uh weapons blazing you roll for initiative <laughs> to see who goes first yeah.
1: so does your hubby played uh D 2 uh
2: he does not as much as me but he likes it and he's made a few characters and it's fun yeah
0: moon you should join one of the D games you're really good at making things up <laughs> yes you have a but good um, imagination
1: i do have a big imagination I want to tell you a story about the Pearly Gates. I don't know if you get a kick out of this or not, but I sure did. Uh, We had a young guy in our town that wanted to be on the radio really bad. His name was Simon Linder. Simon Linder uh, was a, a young kid that would do anything to get a job at a radio station. So I would take him and make him a character on our afternoon show. And I would have him do... Bits that some were direct rip-offs of Dave Letterman, like "Will it flush?" So I would send him into the men's room and try to flush different things. We had audience members then vote whether they thought whatever we were going to flush was actually going to make it or not. Uh, and then one of the ones we did was "Will it blow?" Where I would have him shake a car to try to get the car alarm to go off. And uh, eventually, we did it at a police station and try to get a police car's, uh, you know, uh, alarm system to trigger. But anyway, Simon had a disease at birth. This disease was of his heart and his lungs. And they told him if you live to be 30, okay, that's going to be great because most people don't. And so this guy wanted to live his life to the fullest. I met him. I taught him how to ride motorcycles. Uh, one day he called me and we were supposed to go on a motorcycle ride. And he goes, where are you? I told him at a cigar place, at a cigar lounge. And he said, well, I'll meet you there. So he comes in and he walks in. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm having a stogie or whatever. I, I hang here, you know, four or five days a week. And, I, you know, it's kind of like Norm at Cheers or, you know, uh, you know, somebody that just hangs out somewhere. And he thought, wow. And he started talking to some of the people that were in smoking, uh, found out that athletes, judges, many, many people smoke cigars. And they, you run into the craziest people at these at the cigar shops. He ended up getting a job working there. Keep in mind that he had a condition with his lungs that his doctor would have never allowed him to work there because it would shorten his life. He started working there and trying to pull pranks on new customers. He took his iPhone. He dropped his pants and he took a picture of his junk. Okay. Then when a new customer would walk in, he would say to the new customer, hey, welcome to, you know, uh, the perfect ash. And uh, what can I help you with? Oh, and by the way, you want to see a picture of my cat on his iPhone? He had two or three pictures of a cat. But the fourth picture was his junk. Oh, God. Okay. So as all of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So as all of the rest of us are seated, you know, seated there, we knew that the first three pictures were a real cat and what was coming. And so we would sit there, and you know, most of these guys say, "I hate cats. I don't want to see a picture of your cat." He goes, "No, no, this is a different cat. It's really cool." So yeah. he would tell this, and then the next thing you know, is junk comes up, and we all get a big laugh out of that. Okay.
2: Hansa. I feel bad that's, for you. That's, that's, that's a business? long windup for a "Live Life to the Fullest" joke.
1: Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. So what happens is at his funeral, the minister, who is also a uh, African-American gentleman, about six foot eight. And what he said was two biscuits shy of 400 pounds. He was the minister. His name was Reverend Bill. We were all good friends and we smoked. And he said during his service, you know, last night I had a dream about Simon. And uh, I don't know why this dream was. But Simon ascended from the hospital where he passed up into heaven to the pearly gates. And he was met by St. Peter. And St. Peter said, Simon, welcome to your permanent home. And Simon looked back at him and said, you want to see a picture of my cat? (laughs) Oh, my God. And this was in the funeral.
0: I'm sorry for you guys.
1: Now that was a long setup, but there was a payoff.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there was, there was, there was a thing. There was definitely a thing that happened at the end there. Yeah.
2: Well, It's true. You do have to, you know, decide for yourself, you know, how scared you want to be to have the life you want to have? You know, there's a lot of things that have risk, definitely cigars and smoking. But uh, when I was in college, a million years ago, um, I had a friend, she wasn't in college, but she was friends um, with some of my other friends who had uh, cystic fibrosis, so disease of breathing, the lungs, you're lucky if you make it to 25, and she was, you know, in our early 20s, and um, we went to Burning Man together twice, um, which, of course, is dusty, not the place to go if you have rings, but if you have a lung issue, but she loved it, she wore masks, she had crazy costumes, she went around, and, you know, it was. it her way of saying, no, I'm not just gonna shelter at home and, you know, try to eke it out, but to live my life fully and expressively and like amazingly in it. Uh, she was a real inspiration to me early in and you know, my adulthood. And of course she also died. Uh, she didn't have cystic fibrosis, you only get so much time. But I think um, you know, I can honestly say that she lived the time she did have her way.
1: Well, I guess uh, we get to the part in the show where we get to uh, plug something. Uh, Hansa, I guess we have explained how to find the app. Just yeah, you know, we croak
2: one word into your app store on your phone, and then if you have a if you listen to podcasts, which you probably do because you're listening to this one, there's a week croak podcast. It's conversations about death all the time that's great uh and then you can check out our website for all the other stuff we're doing like the advice column and stuff like that but yeah it's okay. just me geeking out about death uh uh a lot and enjoying it
1: well i did listen to your podcast you know the last one about people that were in states where uh, legalized assisted suicide was uh, available We don't have that here in Minnesota, but I could go off all day on that. I think that needs to be federally approved yesterday, right? I mean, there are certain people that when you're in a, you know, compromised position with your health, you know, why should you be forced if you don't want to live through chemo and radiation and surgery or whatever? Why should you, you know, have to do that, you know? And I think, you know, the six-month waiting period, and, you know, I, I do. Didn't we talk about this last week, Hobbs, where don't you have to self-administer? Yeah. The I, I, medication? I, think, I, think,
0: I think you have to take it yourself. It can't be someone else. It has to solely be your decision. So, so you know, they, I think they maybe don't want spouses poisoning each other. Like, no, no, she said it was okay. She said it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> said that she wanted it. Like, I don't, want, I don't want PJ calling me like, no, no, no. He said it was fine. yeah yeah yeah, you have to you have to yeah and you it's i think washington state is one of them there are a few that it's oregon Uh, yeah
1: what is it with pacific coast they're very advanced there here in the midwest we're kind of running behind on everything yeah all right well on that happy note okay everybody uh there you go episode 32 like this podcast share the podcast uh, you know, you want to send an email, you can. I didn't get the name on the email to match the name of the show, which was terrible marketing. But okay. wouldn't you know, I was left in charge. Uh, it's moonpjughobbs at gmail.com. Just like it sounds, M-O-O-N-P-J-U-G-G-H-O-B-B-S uh, at gmail.com. You can leave comments. You can give us guest ideas that'd be great. If you want to listen to uh, episodes from the past, if you want to hear some of our past work and our brilliance, oh my God, brilliant podcasting, uh, you go to MoonPJugandHobbs.com. All right, everybody, have a great week. It's time to end the podcast. It's time to shut off the mics. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. You need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. Why do you always listen? I guess we'll never know. A fat guy in a wheelchair, what the f*** does he know? It's time to end the podcast. It's time to get some likes. Go to your computer, type it in, you're gonna win. We are out of lyrics in Boopie, Jug, and Hobbs. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That oh, was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Let's put this show out of its misery. HAHAHAHAHAHA <laughs>